I had a dream once that I found, like, in the lot next to my house that was being developed. Like, so many calculators, and I knew that I was wealthy. It's a bunch of, like, I'm terrible at math. Like, there's so many, and like, there were like the cool, not like, not graphing, not like CI85. Not like, nothing that made sense. Nothing that was actually worth anything. They were solar cocky, solar powered, with like big buttons. You know, like, super big buttons, or, no, they were just calculated, so like, they were bags, like, like, backpacks, like, knapsacks, full of, and I knew, like, I knew I was wealthy, and when I woke up, I was so many calculators, so many calculators, so many calculators, so Poetry night rings through. We are in for a treat and another treat. I was going to say treat and a half, but it's two treats, two full-grown treats coming to our stage. Uh, we're going to hear more from one treat than the other, but we're going to equally love them and honor them for coming all the way back to Bellingham from New Hampshire. Oh, that tiny, powerful state. I would like to uh, hopefully pass on my regrets and regards to your friend that had to leave before you started. I'm sorry. We just had too many open micers. Yeah. I thought they'd rotate through, but she had to go. Tell her sorry. You can give her a personal reading over the phone, maybe. Yes. A little, little FaceTime. Um, Danny Canham and Ethan Leonard. Uh, fantastic gentlemen, fantastic scholars, poets. Uh, and risk takers, um, food lovers, anime lovers, bicyclists, runners, or gigglers, and uh, definitely um, um, you know, wardrobe aficionados, of course. Uh, love your style. Uh, you're going to have to explain your shirt. Um, that wasn't me. Um, he warned me off years ago, so I learned my lesson. Um, my crush and yours, please welcome Danny to the stage. No order now. There's no order. Uh, the ones that fell were stapled together. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this first one I'm going to read is a little experimental. If I can find it again, where did it go? I'm calling it Wi-Fi Travelogue. Uh, which you'll get pretty quick here, I hope. Oscar Wilde's Dandies. Amtrak Connect. Google Starbucks. Boston Logan. 
SeaTac International, Casa Hugo, Dog Circus, Home 49C2, Google Starbucks, Uji underscore 32 bit, Netgear 45, Casa 5, Home Skillet, Electric Beat, The Public Market, The Copper Hog Guest, GMP 2.0, COB public. Uh, so that's all of the Wi-Fi's that I've been connected to uh, by my phone traveling here. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, at first I was afraid. There are fragments of fossils buried under sand-colored skin, remnants frantically trying to communicate through awkward sex dreams and missent text messages, just turn around now. A language of regret, or maybe shame, definitely of yearning, as if there aren't enough minerals yet soaked into the hard places. They refused to crumble those chirping cricket stones, broken open and bleeding pockets full of glory, mend the pieces, fill the holes as if any task could be so easy. I was petrified, shoegazing and blurry, making 206 bad impressions in 206 million years. Now, put on display behind bulletproof, bulletproof glass. You paid to see this. Soft brushes scraped sediment, excavated until only bones remained. I grew strong under pressure, gave up flesh for a heart of stone, hammered flint into points. I was afraid to cut through the layers until they cut through me. Uh, so the shirt is... Uh, uh, a panther, a large cat uh, that wraps around, which is my own like screen printing. Uh, and then I used to teach salsa, so La Pantera. Uh, and then I just thought it'd be cool to have it have like a... Yeah, because there's a big cat on it, so why not? Uh, so I wear it as a performance shirt. I wear it to parties. Uh, generally not outside too much because it's cold right now. Yeah. Don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> Danny, I'm a little distracted by what it looks like in Oh yeah, I do. I have a tattoo I don't right there. Yeah, he has a matching one. They're emoticons. They're they're, they're making out. <laughs> uh, so this next poem, prayer cadence. I've started running when I pray, invoking winged sandals. I ask, run with me, so I I may not be alone. Guide my feet and grant me your counsel. My whole body breathes in motion, every sudden root and persistent raindrop an interruption protesting communion. He laughs at the clumsiness of nerve and sinew, and revels in the resiliency of skin as a tree branch slaps my cheek. But the heartbeat always wins his favor, steady and strong and hopeful. He is there when my mind empties. Teach me to read futures in the crunch of gravel. The ridge is slippery enough to slow down. I stop in the middle and watch a fallen leaf drifting farther and farther from home. Eddies casually spin it in circles, waiting for the right push. He whispers with the rustle of a squirrel, says, Take the right fork. There is more I need to tell you. My lungs complain, but still I run. Show me how to herd souls. Shards of mirrors hanging from bramble flash the blueness of sky, and glimpses of birds plucking perfectly shaped arches in their wingspan. They scream at the interruption, take flight behind the bareness of winter branches, mock footsteps too heavy to join them. 
In the quiet of their departure, he beckons and gestures at the leaf litter. The butterflies are still reconstructing themselves. Unpacking. Everything is a mess and nowhere has a home. Why did we keep this except a misplaced sense of nostalgia? I never loved you. Echoes bare against walls. A garbage soon overflowing with junk and memories and the wrappings that once held a life together, like carrying them 2,500 miles, nullified their existence. But what is a home save a collection of the ignored and untouched, lost amid the noise of day-to-day resistance? Attics and basements flooded with empty and packed full of neglect. There's a streamlining, a downsizing, yes, no, it all has to go piles, collected for removal. Please unpack me and realize I was not necessary for your happiness. Um, So in Dover, New Hampshire, uh, which is a town about four or five miles north of where we're living right now, uh, there is a like children's like park like amphitheater where they do stuff in the summer, have like concerts and you know theater things. And one night I was waiting for some people and, in this amphitheater, and I wrote this poem: "Public sex in the amphitheater. <laughs> do not falter, do not shake. The stage is nothing to be afraid of." You are dancing syllables, sentences running on and on and on, chased by the urgency of heartbeats moving too fast. He writes with surgical precision, words steady as the music in his head. Do not let yourself get carried away in the movement, lost to a rhythm, thrusting with no purpose. He is not this poem. You are not these words. The spotlight beckons with the promise of applause, but the sound is hollow. An echo of past performances ringing in his ears. Stay present. Ignore the silence. Feel the sinking butterflies, drunk and pulsing, full on a nectar stolen from the stalks of flowers. This one I think I've read here before. It's a little older, uh, but I just like it because it's fun. It's called 9% Elastine, which is a type of fake fabric used in clothing. Stretch. Uh, For months I had thought lost my favorite pair of underwear, the baby blue Calvin Kleins that framed my ass in all the right ways. I wondered why I had taken them off, left them crumpled in a pile and kicked to the wayside. One more article for the locker room lost and found as I walked home commando. I entertained the possibility they'd been pilfered from the community laundry, taken by someone in need of the self-esteem boost only granted by wearing a cute pair of underwear. And, if such was the case, I was prepared to make of them an offering. A gift of 91% nylon and 9% elastine. Because really, who wants a pair of used underwear except the perverted or the desperate? Eventually I stopped looking, became friends with the likes of Andrew Christian and Diesel and Evolve by Two Exist. Bought brands unrecognized from that wondrous behemoth of online retail where anything is possible and everything for sale. Then one day I pulled the jacket down from the closet and felt a bulge in the sleeve, like someone was happy to see me, waiting to be saved from cotton confines, to fit again like a second skin and rub against khaki or denim. And there sat my baby blues, five inches of no-show trunks, captured in the dryer and hung with the rest, and me a fool with only tricks up my sleeve. (laughs) Um, Clean hand on a lefty. 
It's different writing poetry sitting at a desk, notebook open. It feels somehow more like work, as if this poem is a product, a result of time spent and so many green leaves falling. The impermanence is shocking. No eraser marks or wobbly black lines in black. The only evidence of change, a moving cursor. Distractions come easier. Open windows let in tiny tweets, children's laughter, stray cats, and various shades of blue. Uh, I have a few more poems to read, but before I do, I think I'm going to let Ethan come up with his tiny banjo ukulele and serenade us with some noise, music, wonderful sounds that he makes. So I'm going to hand it over to him for a second. I wasn't kidding about the bicycle anime. Actually, season three just excited about it. Alright, this is a... Danny likes to say that all his poems are love poems, even the ones that aren't about love. I'd like to say the same thing about all my songs, except for the ones that aren't. Those are about other things, like a normal person. I probably that idea to have it on there, but I'm going to do it anyway. This is a song that I wrote, and then erased, and then wrote again. Also, if you're interested, ask me where you can buy this after we're all finished. <laughs> when we were dancing, you had my hands up. I was so nervous, I couldn't loosen my grip. You said it's okay, everyone starts that way. The night was ending, no use pretending I know what I'm doing. My jobs were useless, club to gloveless. I tried attacking, you started laughing. Your laugh was lovely, sincere and bloody, and that's how I met my match. And as I lay on the floor, the ring, I see your eyes above the crowd. lovely, wonderful husband, uh, which if anyone here didn't know, we got married right before we left, so it's been about a year and a half. Um, it wasn't on Facebook because my mom didn't know, because uh, I wanted to tell her in person, but we did it right before we moved, so being on the other side of the country, it's kind of hard to tell people stuff in person when you're that far away, and so I did that over Christmas. Uh, by giving her an album of our wedding pictures as a present. 
It took her five pages in when she got to the vows before she actually realized what she was looking at. (laughs) (laughs) For fair credit, we weren't, like, at a chapel, and we were at the Copper Hog. Yeah, so... I I can't hold it against her, but she was happy. Was she more happy than mad? Oh, yeah, she was more happy than mad. I was definitely worried about that. Uh, And this poem has nothing to do with that. Spring Plans... The great ruiner comes knocking, comes thundering and pattering, a heavenly army descending. They kiss your face a thousand times in five feet, wrapping you in humidity, slap you with reality. There will be no picnics today, no afternoon runs or tank tops with shorts, no stargazing, no sunbathing, no stony-eyed hikes except for the bold and foolish. It's a pity and a disappointment, so you stay inside instead. I shouldn't say this, but I'm in love with you. Tender bodies rising succulent from the promise of a now-hidden sun take shelter in each other. I hope you didn't put your coat away and cover the garden with a layer of mulch before you left for work. There's hot coffee in the pot, even though neither of us drinks it. I made it to be hospitable. The The steam perspired to be like the storm, fogging the comfortable side of the window where we lay entwined. Um, so the last time I was here featuring, a little over a year and a half ago, I had a collection of poems that I had self-published and made into little booklets uh, called The Prostate Poems. Uh, and it was 70 poems about prostates uh, in little books. And I had handmade, like, the paper for the cover and, like, sewed them. They're really nice. And then back in October, I went to the Death Rattle Writers Festival uh, in Boise, Idaho, um, because I know some of the people out there, and they invited me. I was like, you know what? I need a vacation. I'm going. Uh, so I bought my ticket over the summer and went. Uh, so I decided for that I needed to write more prostate poems uh, so that I could put out a second volume. And so I did. So I now have over 100, and I printed some and brought them with. Uh, it's called the Seminal Collection. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. So I'm going to read a few from that second collection. So... Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'd hope so. Number 73. They're, and they're all in Roman numerals, so L-X-X-I-I-I. My lover sighs as fingers trace circles in the dark. 74. Do you find yourself titillated reading these, like some middle schooler taking sex ed? Good. I hope you learned something. 77. Roman numerals are difficult after 50. I regret this decision. (laughs) 79. Attempt to kiss me all you want. It will not happen. I may still say hello. 80. If you are worried about shit, here's a tip. Add more fiber to your diet, then take a crap. 84. 5-alpha reductase conversion, dihydrotestosterone regulation, necessary concentration. 86. 86. Yes, that's the angle you've been looking for. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I'll end with this one. 89. My lover asked me, how do you know you found it? Darling, providence... Practice and those delicious moans you let out tell me plenty. <laughs> if you'd like to read the rest, I have some available in back. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, but I don't think I have any more. Do 
Do I have my tiny notebook? I do have my tiny notebook. I could read, I could read one more from my tiny notebook if you like. This is a new one. It's fresh. Like the ink might still be a little wet. Uh, it's called medicinal. Bitterness serves as a warning against poison. As if the cold of winter could be swallowed whole with a spoonful of sugar. Unpleasant truths break this fever that we are most sensitive to. It lingers out of reach, singing, Oh, say, can you see? Taunting, because we never anticipated the Kool-Aid. Toby Maguire as Spider-Man, kissing Kirsten Dunst. Cold sweat dripping like ice and salt and fear. Do you remember your first sip of coffee? The primordial forgotten tea bag? The way you felt so alert, so alive after drinking it. This is your second snooze alarm. It's already getting late. Time to expel the poison. All right, thank you. I don't think there's anything scarier on the planet than the idea of... And liftoff. Liftoff. So we have quite an exciting event this evening. We have... Clearly, you've never read about fish nipples. Clearly, you've never read about fish nipples before. A tiger that can fly. I came and I did not hear. I came and I did not hear. This poem's title has been redacted. This poem's title has been redacted. This poem's title has been redacted. We've been introduced, I'm sure. Come on, let's do this joy thing. Give him another hand. They heard the million poetry. They heard the million poetry. Hoping that the six each old one will teach me the